thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great pleasure, as always, to bring on the fabulous co-founder of the co of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys. He is the inspirational brother from another mother, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, great man. Hello, mate. How are you? Very well. It's an exciting podcast today because we are revisiting a guest, Damo. Revisiting a guest that we interviewed back on episode 17 of 100 Not Out. When You know when you get excited and nervous and you kind of do that little stretch and you push your arms out in front of oh, you and, yes. and little butterflies? I've got that right now because I'm so excited about this interview. Like, I'm just, I've got a big smile on my face every time I see this man's name pop up on a screen because we've seen him um, on. There was a, recently a documentary with him in it, and I just, I get so excited about it. And the man anyway. that you are, the man that you are talking about, is officially now Australia's oldest man, Dexter Kruger, who joined us back on episode 17 when he was still living at home in Roma in Queensland. He's been living in a nursing home in Roma for the last four or five years. But the thing is, when you listen back to episode 17, and you must listen, we will put the episode in the show notes, you will hear Dexter reciting some of his favorite poems, but you will also hear that behind every great author, and Dexter is a prolific author sharing his longevity secrets and his memories of growing up in Australia and his diet, Damo, which he shared with you, which you and I almost <laughs> fell off our chair at because uh, I think but, well, at the That time, changed everything for us. <laughs> I think you that said, changed everything yeah. for us. Did you say, um, I think I paraphrase you when I'm doing my talks, but I think you're like, Dexter, I think you just broke every nutritional rule that the health professionals of Australia uh, professing, but you are one of Australia's, well, he's now Australia's oldest man, which makes us yeah. all feel very, um, I'm not sure how it makes us feel, but it's, I, I think it's incredible and it's wonderful. But behind every great yeah. author is an incredible transcriber and Dexter shared with us that he had a transcriber who was doing it out of the goodness of her heart. But then I think when he left, when he moved into uh, the nursing home where he now uh, resides, um, he changed transcribers. And so, if it wasn't for the first guest on this episode, we wouldn't be able to be exposed to Dexter's legacy that he's leaving. Because for the last two years, Janet Rollins has been transcribing, pretty much putting pen to paper on Dexter's words, Dexter's wisdom, because Dexter is still as prolific as ever in his uh, authorship. And Janet Rowlings has been making Dexter's mind come to life. So before we speak to Australia's oldest man, let's bring on Janet Rowlings to 100 Not Out. Janet, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a joy to have you on. Can you tell us how you became to be uh, Dexter's, I'm not sure to, to call you Dexter's transcriber. I think you've got an official title <laughs> uh, these days, do you not? I, I, call myself, I call myself the secretary to Australia's oldest man. It's a wonderful title. It's good. Well, he's just it's turned 108, like so you've been with him for a couple yes. of years. How did it all come about? It's a wonderful, wonderful gig. I'm sure one that only a couple of people in Australia can fulfil, you being one of them. How did it all happen? Yeah, so I'm his third transcriber, so Bob Matthews had typed for him 
for years and years and then he moved to Brisbane and then he had a lady from our local newspaper, Rebecca George, who topped for a while and then she moved away. And I had met Dexter and his wife 27 years ago when they came to Roma. My husband and I actually moved to town. I think it was one month before Dexter and Gladys moved to town. So we'd met each other at church and we knew each other for a few years. And then we changed churches and lost touch. And then I saw him a few times over the years. And then two years ago, my mum moved to town and mum knew Dexter. So I thought I'll bring her up and, and say hello to him just after his 106th birthday when I'd seen in the paper that he'd been on a Harley. So I thought, oh, that's a bit of fun. I'll go and say hello to him. (laughs) His grandson had taken him to church on the back of a Harley for his 106th birthday. So I took mum over and we were having a chat to him and I said, how's your writing going? And he said, I can't write any more books because my transcriber has left town. So I thought, oh, well, I'm not working at the moment. I could do that. So I offered. And yeah, that's how I got the, the gig, basically. So I've been coming up almost every week for the last two years, and we've finished two books, and we've almost finished his third book. What's the name of it? Can you give, <laughs> so us, the, can you give us the working so, title? <laughs> we don't have a title for this one at the moment. So this is actually his 11th book. He's put his first eight books into an album that he sells, and he has the two books that I've done with him. He sells those as well. And so, yeah, we're working on the third one together. Um, we haven't worked out a title for this book yet. The last book that he published was Dexter at His Best. Oh, great. That's awesome. So I don't know That's how so we top that. but <laughs> Is the fame getting to him, Janet? Is the fame getting to Dexter? If the books are now being called Dexter at His Best, we just want to make sure. Is, it, is, he, is he becoming, um, you know, I know it's a very big deal to be Australia's oldest man. I don't think his head is swelling, but he certainly enjoys the publicity and the fame. We we didn't even realise he was Australia's oldest man until six months ago because on his birthday last year, he was the fourth oldest man in Australia and I wasn't really watching to see. And then six off. months ago... Exactly. <laughs> and then six months ago, his son contacted us and said, oh, you're Australia's oldest man. And so I had a look on the internet and sure enough, he was. So, yeah, yeah that's a bit is of a thrill like for him. But is there an honour roll online, is, is there? Right. Yeah, yeah, you can you can actually Google and see. I think there's ten or eleven women that are older than him, so that's where he's headed for now is to be Australia's oldest person. I should see where my grandfather is because he's about to turn a hundred, so he might be. Oh um, wow! He might be up He'll there. He'll be way down the list. He'll be way really? down because way down. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, because Dex is like number eleven or something or twelve, and he's a hundred and eight. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of centenarians wow. in Australia. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That's that's a really fascinating thing because we kind of think that uh, you know this longevity thing or this centenarian um, medal uh, belongs with the blue zones, um, and so to think that there's so many centenarians here in Australia, that's uh, four, that's quite exciting. We should check that out. Yeah, Lizzie. four thousand, four thousand. We have nowhere near. Yeah, we have nowhere near as many as they do in the blue zones, of course. But yeah, we do have quite a lot, and there's getting to be more and more all the time. So it's, it's, I find this amazing. You obviously know quite a bit about it too, Janet, because I mean, I'm being brought into Dexter's life and then transcribing all the things that he uh, that he you know wants to have transcribed. You would have had to have done a little bit of research and learned a little bit. What have you learned in the last two years of working with Dexter? I think the main thing that I've learned is to stop stressing about stupid crap. And I, I know I probably shouldn't have said <laughs> crap on the radio, but no, that's you know, okay. really. That's fine. <laughs> I have spent my life probably just getting upset about, you know, the stupidest things and he just doesn't, you know, nothing phases him. He just takes everything with a grain of salt. He doesn't get upset. He doesn't get stressed. He just, you know, goes with the flow. 
Sorry? And salt used to be bad for you. And he's <laughs> yeah, again, yeah. to 108 and he doesn't he yeah. just takes everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, Literally. exactly. And you know the the most fascinating thing I think is that there's two people in Roma that are 108 and they both live in Pinaru where where Dexter lives. It's a blue so, zone. A it's a blue zone. Yeah, there's a blue zone in Rome. There's there's a lady who turned 108 yesterday, Ollie, and she had a birthday party yesterday. So they're four days apart, and I really think that it's a competition to see which of them will outlast the other one. Oh, Who's looking stronger? Who's looking stronger is uh, is Dexter? Oh, they're both pretty good. They're both pretty yeah. good. Wow, what's what's the deal up in Pinaroo? Why why is everything so good up there? <laughs> I think they just get looked after really well. So, Janet, Janet, I'm not sure if <laughs> right. you know this, but Damien and I run a longevity retreat on the other side of the world in a blue zone called Ikaria. It's a Greek island. We're going wow. there again this year, uh, 2018. We went back here. We were there in 2016. Um, and what you're suggesting here is that we might not have to travel uh, 15,000 miles <laughs> to show people we could do how it. longevity Happy lives. Pinaroo. We could just head up to Pinaroo. Just get, come to Pinaroo. Get Dexter and the other two <laughs> and um, run our longevity experience just up the road, five five hours inland from um, Brisbane. <laughs> Brisbane. <laughs> That'd be a great idea. Come out and meet Dexter and Ollie. <laughs> oh, gee whiz, Damo. <laughs> we could have been going about this the wrong way. We've been going Listen, looking all around the world. We, it's right we, here in we our backyard. Kept it local. We could have gone local. That would have been the way to go. So, can you give wow, an example, that's... Janet, of your you know insights? You said that you know don't sweat the small stuff. Can you just and again, yeah. this is a question without notice, but could you maybe either give an example from your life as in something that's changed where you don't worry about it and you're used to, or something that has happened in Dexter's life where you'd be thinking, oh gosh, that would be a major stress, but. For him, it's been water for ducks back. Uh, he's told me that he has been reported dead on four occasions. And once he was bitten by a snake, um, he fell off a horse once. There's been two other occasions that I can't think of off the top of my head. I think if I got bitten by a snake, I think I would die of shock. Um, but, yeah, he just, you know, his father just sucked the poison out and yeah, he just sort of carried on with his life. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. 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 Yeah, yeah. Well, that that is incredible. We were talking um, only moments ago. We were talking about um, people wanting to reduce the temperature inside their body, um, and so uh, today is going to be thirty nine degrees in Melbourne. It was uh, it was forty seven or forty eight degrees in Sydney the other day when I was overseas, and I, I looked back at the weather to find out how Melbourne was going, and it was wet. Um, but it was really hot in Sydney, and, and it obviously gets pretty hot in Pinaroo as well. If you've gone further west than Brisbane, you obviously there's not a lot of water around there, but so it gets pretty warm there. Do you guys um, often feel the need to try and decrease your body temperature, do you, or do you just go with the heat? Because Dexter, for a long time, would have just gone with the heat because he wouldn't have had yeah, air conditioning so, in his old house. No, no, I don't think he had air conditioning in his house, and he doesn't actually like air conditioning. Whenever I visit him, I always, the first thing I do is switch the air conditioner on. And usually after about 20 minutes, he goes, switch that thing off, I'm cold. <laughs> I, I don't think that old people feel the, the heat as much as younger people do. And I think, like my mother's in the other nursing home in Roma, and yeah, she's always got a cardigan on if the air conditioning's on. They just, I don't know whether their blood doesn't circulate as well or something, but yeah, I always feel the heat, so I'm always hot and I just couldn't survive without air conditioning. But yeah, Dexter doesn't mind at all, so it just leaves the door open open in his room and lets a bit of fresh air in. Mm. So one of the other little quirky things about Dexter you can tell us just quickly before we go into speak to Dexter, one of the quirky <laughs> things you know about Dexter that you can share with us that he might not share with us. Quirky. 
<laughs> he's quirky, right? Um, I, I, say, I say that he's humble, but I don't think he really is. I think that you know, he's just enjoying his life. Like he's, he's just really enjoying, really enjoying being the oldest man in Australia, loving the publicity. I started a Facebook page for him, Dexter Kruger, Australia's oldest I've man. I've seen so that. I love hopefully it. Your listeners will come and yes, yeah, hopefully we'll your that. will come and, and like that page. Yeah. Yep. And when I started that page, he said, "Why are you doing this?" And I said, "Well, I thought it'd be a bit, bit of publicity because he loves to sell his books. He sold books all over Australia, and he was actually on Macca Australia all over last year, and he sold books to people all over Australia. And one lady from Tasmania flew up to meet him, and he was so thrilled about that. He just loves visitors. He loves um, when people phone him, he loves getting letters and cards from people, and it just gives him such a thrill to know that you know people people um, appreciate him. I suppose, and the comments that we've had on the Facebook page, and I read those to him on Monday, and he was just so thrilled that you know people take the time to comment. So, yeah, keep the comments coming. Oh, Damo, you know what I'm thinking here. You know what I'm thinking. There might be a visit on the cards. <laughs> oh yeah, there might be a visit on the cards. Absolutely. Now, we'll definitely he would share, love that. We'll definitely share the Facebook page. You have no concerns there. But I want to know because last time we awesome. asked this, I know Dexter was giving us mailing addresses and all types of things to get the books. Is it part of your job description, <laughs> Janet, to get this online? Can we get Dexter's pros online? Can we order them online? Can we? We've got listeners all around yes. the world. Can they order them from America and Canada and London and Greece? Yes, as long as they pay for the postage, they can get them posted anywhere in the world. Just send the money and your address in an envelope to Dexter Kruger, care of Pinaroo, 50 Bowen Street, Roma, double four double five. Wow. All right. That's great. There we go. That's great. Done. There we go. Love done, it. done. And we'll make sure they're on the Facebook page. I just want to ask you one more question before you uh, pass the uh, sure. phone over to Dexter. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure we, we gathered last time that when Dexter is reciting his books, He's not reciting it at, uh, you know, uh, three words a second. So I would imagine, maybe this is just me, but I would imagine it could sometimes be excruciatingly painful to be the transcriber um, when Dexter's reciting his books because you're typing and then you're backspacing and then you're typing and then you're pausing whilst you're listening and then you're rewording and all the rest of it. How do you go transcribing Dexter's books? Well, it's quite funny because he writes it all out in longhand first and because he's almost blind, he can't see his pen so he can't see what he's writing. So the writing is almost completely illegible. So I just have a look at the scroll and see if I can work out a word here and a word there and that prompts him to remember the rest of the story. So that's quite amazing that's in itself. That's how you do it, yeah. And then once he... Yeah, and then once he gets on a roll, he just goes for it. So, yeah, I'm trying. I'm going, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, while <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with him. So, yeah, I've often said to him just to dictate, but he can't do can't do that. He can't work like that. Yeah. So he has to get the story formulated in his head first, get it down on paper, and then he remembers it and, and dictates it to me. So, yeah, yeah it's quite interesting. Uh, good. Well, well done. And, and again, thanks on behalf of all of our listeners and yeah. everyone that, that hears this interview. Thanks for what you do. It is a labor of love. I can't imagine Dexter's paying you 20 grand a week to be putting all of this together. No. Um, so <laughs> not sure what the, uh, I'm not sure what the wage is, Damo, to be the Australia's oldest man. There should be some type of royal, <laughs> um, uh, you know, a figure given. Uh, Stipend. To, Stipend, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, you know, because that's what it's, it's a be. it is a um it's a role that only one person can can have at one time and so the media interest rises. Uh there's a responsibility 
and uh, Dexter. Well, that's how that, I mean. Janet got in touch with us and said, "Would you like to interview? Would you like to interview Dexter Kruger? He's Australia's, and not realizing that we'd actually already been there. So when he wasn't you Australia's know, his oldest man. And and so Janet's out there doing some work for Dexter. I think we've got to have a little chat to Dexter and uh, and say, look, you know, you got to up the up the figure, Dexter. I think we've got to talk. <laughs> I think we've got to talk to Malcolm and make sure that there's a figure for the world's oldest, Australia's oldest man, because he's got a yeah. business. He did to say. <laughs> he did say to me once, "Why do you do this?" And I said, "I love it. It just makes me laugh. I come up here." Every week, I come up on Monday and type for him, and usually I come later in the week just as a visit, or sometimes I read to him. And I just love it. He just makes me laugh every week, and yeah, it's just incredible. And I think how, you know, how many times in my life will I get this opportunity to spend time with a band this old that's got this much wisdom, you know, that's this with it? It's just amazing. So yeah, I love it. Now, either Dexter yeah. isn't in the room, or he's listening to you saying this, and just with a grin going, <laughs> "How good am I? How good is this?" Is there any chance that we might be able to have a quick chat to Australia's oldest man? You sure can. I'll pass him on. I'll pass him on. Thank you so much. Well, if we don't speak to you on the other side, a sincere thank you for uh, doing what you do, for organising this and for being there to uh, help the Australia's oldest man uh, do it so well. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Dexter. Dexter. Welcome back to 100 Not Out and a very happy birthday to you recently for turning 108. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, congratulations, Dexter. It's really great to hear your voice. We've um, we've watched interest with lots of interest. Our, our interest peaked recently uh, when you appeared on a on a documentary on SBS. I watched that documentary. What was that documentary called, Marcus? I, I actually can't remember. But we watched, we watched you on a documentary. Um, I think it was you can't ask that. I think is what it was. People were asking you some strange well questions. Done. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I, I was really excited to know you were still kicking on and going really well. And then Janet reached out to us recently and said, would you be interested in interviewing Australia's oldest man? And we went back to her and said, we've already done it. And she said, well, would you do it again? And we said, yes, absolutely. We're so excited that you're, uh, you're still kicking on. Dexter, congratulations. Well done. What have you learned in the last five years about life that you didn't know back then? <laughs> I am 108, and I didn't catch the last sentence. Oh, that's okay. What What have you learned about life in the last five years? Have you learned much what, more about life? What, what have I done in the last five years? Yeah. Well, uh, other than feed myself and clothe myself, I have been writing anecdotal stories uh, of the incidents that I have come across in my life. And that has been occupying myself and uh, I've been listening a little bit to what you said to to Janet and she has helped me. in the last two years, but uh, previously I have had uh, a couple of other ones to do the same job. Uh, it's very time consuming and it gives me something to do. Uh, I came here when I was 103, and prior to that, I 
looked after myself, cooked, cooked and looked after my house. And then when I I was finished, that I would lock myself in the, in my office and I would write for perhaps two hours. And uh, basically, that is uh, what I've been doing for the last five ye- years. Now, Dexter, would you be happy to share with us what uh, story you're up to at the moment? Can you tell us a story of, of what you're writing down or what you're sharing with Janet? We'd love to know what you're up to. What my latest one is. Yes, and maybe can you share with us a, a bit of a you know a, a part of the story? Because as you said, you're reciting stories from your life. So, what story are you telling Janet to write down at the moment? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 well, we're sort of just not long finished. Queensland droving. Queensland droving, and can you share with us? Have you got a poem about Queensland droving, or do you have a one of the poems that you would like to recite with us? Because you did such a. I remember on our I, previous I, interview, you did a. I, I, I think it'd be, it, it would it would be more efficacious if I recited one or perhaps two of my poems. That would be wonderful. So I will recite. I re, I will recite. The old bloke and the courage on tree. Right? Thank you. Yes, please. <laughs> the old bloke was a cattleman, and for all his eighty years, he's been through the good times and the bad times, the fat times and the lean. I met him out on Yalebone Creek, south of Roma Town, in a land of pine at Currajong and of vistas wide and brown. As we sat on the veranda and yarn, the subject turned to trees, of trees that's good for timber, and we spoke of those and these. We mentioned the gums and the bottles, the box and iron bark trees of trees that's good for stock feed and some that harbour bees. There's a carajog out here, the old bloke said. It's tall and broad and evergreen and a very beautiful tree. It's been standing there for many a year and it's one of the best God made with branches spreading out that far Fifty bullocks could camp in its shade. What, I said, and I smiled a bit as I tried to keep a straight face. Fifty bullocks in the shade of one tree, there would hardly be enough space. I've seen some good ones in my time, but never one that stood with branches out that wide. My word, it must be good. It's good all right, the old bloke said, and it stands not far away. When we go out on my four-wheel bike, you'll see the tree today. 
I stood a hundred yards away as I gazed at the Kurajor, and the thought came into my mind, the old bloke may not be wrong. He didn't say what time of day the 50 bullocks stayed, or if they'd all be under it, just camping in the shade. The sun was moving west, you see, the shadow stretching east, so every minute that went by, it would shade another beast. Of course the, uh, the cattleman was right. There's none so dumb as I. The sun was making greater shade as it moved across the sky. I'm sorry, mate. I had you wrong. It's me that's gone and blundered. For in about an hour's time, it was shade a bloody hundred. <laughs> Wow. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Did you do all that from memory, Dexter? What's that? Is that just from your memory? Yes. Yes, there's no... I I haven't got anything I can't see anyway. (laughs) That's outstanding. That is outstanding. I loved it. The way you recited that, I could actually see you talking to the bloke and looking at the Karajong tree and the 50 bullocks out there. I was... I could see it. It was uh, it was great. Well done. Now, <laughs> people people aspire to have your kind of memory. People aspire to you know live live well and age well like you have. And they take all kinds of things. They take fish oil. They take ginkgo, which is a Chinese herb. They they do all kinds of things. When you and I spoke um, nearly five years ago. Uh, I asked you about your diet, and I fell off my chair because I'm a nutritionist, and uh, and all and, and you blew all of the health guidelines out of the book. You you uh, you sent them all flying uh, with your cake at mid, you know in the afternoon and your coffee at midnight to help you get to sleep. Has are you uh, still eating as well in the nursing home as what you were when you were at home by yourself? What about when I was home by myself? You were eating uh, in a particular way that I was shocked about. Uh, do you eat the same food now at your new location uh, as that, what you do then? That, that, no, no. The, the food that I cook, cook was different to what they do here. Uh, but I, I realise that here they're cooking for 50 people. And I... I cook for individual, mm. and there's a lot of things. I am of German extraction. My parents and my grandparents were German, yes. and, uh, and the Germans ate everything. Uh, do you know what pig swaddle is? No. No. <laughs> of course you don't. <laughs> well, that's the kind of thing that I really like and, and cook. And you you can't get that anywhere else but if you cook it yourself. The what pig is swaddle is, is the, if you buy a ham, it has the skin still on it. Yes. Well, if you peel that off and cook it for a, a, a little bit longer, that comes out to be what they call pig swaddle. Uh, but that's only one aspect. Uh, yes, I I wouldn't say that it was better, but it was different. Uh, yes, so 
Uh, oh, the food here is is quite good and quite adequate. It, mostly they give you more than you can eat at one time. Yes, and now. Uh, would you like another poem? Oh, yeah, we another love poem another poem. We'll wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is uh, this one is a bit different. Uh, it's uh, how Dexter dipped the deer. That's the title. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I'm worried by the cattle tick, have been for many a year, though faithfully I dip my stock, each bull and cow and steer. The deer, the big red deer, they breed the ticks, but never fear, said Dexter Kay. I will win. I'm going to dip those deer. You'll see us leave tomorrow morn, when autumn skies are blue, with Bonza trotting at the heels of trusty Tango 2. Yes, Tango 2 is the horse I'll take, though rougher the tip car to ride. Down hillside steep, over gullies deep, I know he'll keep his stride. A horseman he, who never feared the rugged tracks to ride, He'd spur his horse or fallen trees or down a mountainside. And few would care to follow where that mountain man would ride. Could he prevail where others fail? A pair without a peer, both horse and rider, do or die. Of course they'll yard the deer. Young Greg can come to lend a hand, his mountain pony too. Not that they'll stand the rigours of the rangers like Tango too. I'll take a flask of Bundy rum, and when the nights are long, beside the fire, I'll drink a drop and sing the stockman's song. With Bonza rounding up the strays, each doe and half-grown fawn, and bring along the antlered stag that bellowed in the morn. We rush them down from Patterson's and Forsyth's ridges too. And when we've got them on the flat, I'll ring them on Tango too. For every stag must feel the knife, and every doe I'll spay. And when they've healed, I'll get a truck and take the lot away. We saw them splash across the creek, their raincoats in their strapping. The Tim Shays and their saddlebags and Bonza gaily yapping. The days went by, the nights were long, the winter skies were clear, but never sign of man or boy who went to muster deer. But lo, from out one misty morn, a ragged lad appeared. The old man's coming now, he cried, and riding in the view behind a hundred head or more came Dexter on Tango 2. A seething, steaming, streaming mob, a hunted, haunted herd, with Dexter Kruger well in charge with dog and whip and word. He swung his whip around his head and cracked it loud and clear. Throw open wide the gates, he yelled. 
and then he dipped the deer. And now grown old, the tale is told, for all the world to hear, helped by his famous horse and dog, how Dexter dipped the deer. Great work. Love it, Dexter. Dexter Kruger. That's great. Australia's oldest man, thank you for reciting your beautiful poetry and uh, we can't wait to share your writings and the wisdom of your life with all of our listeners once again. Uh, Happy belated 108th birthday and congratulations on being Australia's oldest man. And if the stars align, you may just find Damien and myself coming to pay you a visit, maybe with a few of our listeners as well. Congratulations, Mr. And yeah, thanks for joining us on 100 Not Out. Thank you. Here, I'll put Janice on. Thanks so much. All right, you there, Janet? Thank you. Great work. Thank you so much again for. allowing this to happen, for making it happen, and uh, Dexter, as always, in fine form. And um, as I just said to Dexter, if the stars align, we'll do everything we can to come up to uh, Roma, maybe with a posse of listeners, and um, we'll take over the town for a day. We'll come and visit Dexter and yourself and Olive as well and um, see if we can uh, just glean a bit more wisdom from some of Australia's oldest individuals. It's only like 1,600 k's. It's close as. Yeah. Just a, <laughs> we have an airport. You can fly. Oh, I'm really? sensing a bit of Priscilla, yeah. Queen of the Desert action, Damo. Just get the big boat. Oh, yeah, yeah. some... <laughs> <laughs> well, good on you. Yeah, it's good for you. Yeah, that'd be great for you. <laughs> oh, dear. oh, fun and games. Dexter's got us smiling, Janet. There's no doubt about that. He's got us smiling and all giggly. He's uh, wonderful to speak with. And, yeah, again, thanks for joining us and, and uh, sharing your experiences with Australia's oldest man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Damo, thank you again for joining us on 100 Not Out. For more info on Damo, folks, go to damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. Let's carry on the conversation on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash 100 Not Out. And remember, check out 250-plus episodes of this podcast and over 2,000 podcasts on the Wellness Couch, all on the Wellness Couch Give this podcast a five-star rating if you haven't already. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.